Amina. And welcome to Head Boss in Charge. So, hold up for a second. Alright, so I just gotta say this. I know you're too, too good of a person to do this, but just gotta be petty here. Ah! <laughs> Bye, girl. Bye, Amorosa. You wanted a moment. You weren't for the community. Bye, girl. <laughs> Um, you don't stir it up the dog. Um, and shout out to Robin Roberts, who like was so slick and subtle. She's like, bye, Felicia. On to the next story. And I like, felt like she low-key like, needed to take a sip from a drink yeah. <laughs> right before she said that. There's probably a that. meme out there of her doing that, so I wouldn't be surprised. So I just had to start the podcast that way because that is how... I am saying bye to 2017 and hello to 2018. Bye, girl. 2017 ain't shit. So, anyways. For so many reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. But there were good reasons. There's good things, too. I hate for the negativity sometimes to always overshadow the positive stuff. Yeah. Um, and with, you know, a 45 run, you know, 45 era. In a 45 era, it's hard to focus on. The no. good stuff. The devil was certainly busy in 2017. And stay and tra- is trying to stay busy in 2017, um, which will be part of my HBAC. But, like, just trying to take it all the way to the 31st at 11.59. But the devil can't steal my joy. But anywho, <laughs> Satan, get thee behind me. There's this really shouting. funny gif. Because, you know, the fires in Ventura County. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's this very, like... Uh, viral video of these cars driving down the freeway um probably like the five or the four or five and then the fires all around mm-hmm. and it was very ap- apocalyptic yeah and then someone edited one of the highways the freeway signs um to just say welcome to 2018 as the car oh is just driving into the it was just kind of too real yeah <laughs> um, wow that, that's extra it was really extra um but definitely condolences to the folks who are going through that because that shit is no joke. Right. And I don't, I really don't know if they're over. I think we kind of just lost yeah. media attention. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure of the percentage of like that they have it contained or if it's contained, what, to what degree it's contained and impacting people still. I haven't seen as much like chatter around that. So definitely right. shout out to the folks in Ventura County, LA County that are impacted and affected mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. So yeah. Yeah. Well, how but, you, you bossing? We go in a hell in a oh. handbasket. Oh. But anywho, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, full disclosure, we're, we're having mimosas. Mimosas. Um, and I recently came back from the gym, and so I am a little, my tank is a little empty, so I'm trying to eat and have a mimosa. Um, let's see, how am I doing? Just hit the break um, as of yesterday afternoon. So, I mean, my mentality has been kind of like, I cannot wait for this uh, break to happen and not be at work for a few days and not check email. I didn't even bring my laptop home, which I normally would have. Um, so, I have been pretty good in in spite of the devil trying to stay busy mm-hmm. and Satan trying to send out his crafty minions to mm-hmm. steal my joy. That's not going to happen. Um, but... Praise report. So I um, <laughs> went through, so the last, what, 14 weeks, I had been studying for this exam called the Professional and Human Resources Exam. It's a certification, which um, simply place it allows me to legitimately put like three letters behind my name, PHR. Um, so I was going through a prep course like every Tuesday from 545 to 9 o'clock. I was down in the city 
taking this class, studying, like my whole life revolved around this more or less. Um, like reading these six books and trying to apply the knowledge, trying to apply um, what I learned to real world situations or like in my, my uh, institution or like in the world. Um, Loki went through the exam on Monday. I didn't share it that I was going through the exam because I was like, what if I don't pass? Because um, I can be prideful in that way of like, let me keep shit to myself until mm-hmm. like I have success to share. Um, Cause I didn't want to, sh- I don't like to share things before they're quote unquote program ready or world ready, whatever the fuck that means. Oh um, so I passed. Yay. So, um, cheers to that. Right. Cheers. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so that has been like, number one, I don't have to study anymore. Like I have to stay up on current events and I have to do my like continuing ed credits or whatever to stay certified. But I don't have to like spend an hour or two every night, like reading and like, saying random HR shit out loud and like going (laughs) through like the laws associated with employee and labor relations. Sorry, I just had this image of you just waking up in the middle of the night like, Title IX. Low (laughs) key, like I was seriously doing that. And then I was like, yeah, I'd be around the house like doing stuff and I can, I remember stuff better if I do it to like dance moves or like I will like have a mnemonic (laughs) or (laughs) write or Okay. Um, right, Sophia. Right. <laughs> so I was going around doing that. And so I'm like having little dance moves and then I'm like shouting things and like a, I don't know. Anywho, that's how I learn and study because I ha- realized yeah, I had to learn yeah, how to study. So I don't have to do that anymore. So I have been just like coming home and been a little confused of like, what do I do now? Now that every every night is not consumed by trying to absorb information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is flipped my mind and like I like I feel like I have freedom you know like Loki I was like I have my freedom papers back yes Lord <laughs> um so that's really been at the forefront of my mind so I've been super grateful and so appreciative of the support that I have from family friends and uh people who would like test me on stuff I had a friend who sat down with me for like four hours and we just talked labor and employee relations and nice. laws and things that were coming up currently in legislation and yeah, so shout out to Jessica, Roz, Crystal, Wife Bay, um, my former supervisor, Marianne, for um, giving me the time away to leave off the office early every week to go get to this class. Um, so yeah, super appreciative and grateful. And so now I'm excited to rest and wait for my certificate to come in and mm-hmm. then like hit the ground running and figure yes. out what's next. Yes. So that was kind of long, but... I've been on such a high um, with that. I haven't really had a chance to talk about it yet. So, yeah. Other stuff has been happening, but that's at the forefront. Yeah. My sister doing some big things. I'm trying, you know. Shining, 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 shining. I'm I'm trying to have some. (laughs) I'm trying to have some. Lord, what kind of. Anywho, uh, work my black girl magic. So, uh, how you bossing? I'm bossing well. Um, A few things. Um, I got a promotion at war. Congratulations. Um, And I think it's safe to say on this public platform. (laughs) (laughs) If not, too late. Subtly, like, pull it back. Yeah. I mean, I'll spare you the details. I'm not, it's not a completely new job. Let's just say it's, uh, it's part recognition, but with some changes at work, it's, 
um, an elevation, a change in how I'm perceived at the organization, um, a nice salary to match that and match the work. And I, I, I can get really caught up easily on um, like status and benchmarks and what society says is appropriate for certain um, benchmarks in your life. Like in the career world, uh, age, Mm -hmm. I think is a very old way to label when you should measure things. And mm -hmm. for me, the fact that I'm a director at age 28, like for me, especially in the, this industry of education, like that is such a really impressive uh, benchmark or accolade for me. And whether, and I'm using, you know, what society says about age mm -hmm. to decipher, to say, you know, where I should be at a certain time. But I'm just going to take this positive, you know, outlook and just say, wow, like the the amount of things I've achieved in such a short amount of time, I'm really proud of myself for that. And um, I'm excited to know where this will take me in the future. Awesome. I'm only going to gain more skills and experience in this new role. Um, but I'm really proud of myself to like have that um, as a thing, you know. All right. Some so, good career moves. <laughs> yeah. Good news for both of us. Um, As we both top and <laughs> ill time to stay the time. Right. Um, and then just in general, um, yeah, I'm doing well. I started vacation a few days ago. Probably by the time you listen to this, you'll be opening presents under the tree. Um, or if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's totally fine. I'm mm -hmm. just using that as an analogy. Maybe but, you have some downtime, some time with family, exactly. friends, by yourself to reconnect with yourself, whatever the case may be. I hear you. Um, so yeah, I have about like two and a half weeks off from work. Yay, the price of working in education, mm. all paid. Um, and I'm just using this time to rest. I'm not traveling anywhere. Last year I went to Mexico. Um, and this year I couldn't really make it work, but it's totally fine. I'm doing a staycation. Um, I just want to enjoy San Francisco. I can't remember the last time I just enjoyed my home and just ventured off and just tried new things. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe I'll uh, be able to take some mini road trips around the Bay Area or California. Um, LA is on the on the bucket list, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, Big Sur, I've never driven down that coast um, to just see the, the Pacific Coast Highway. So I don't know. I'm just kind of taking it easy. I'm not really planning this time off. Nice. Um, because all I do every day is plan, plan, plan. <laughs> so, <Really? laughs> okay. <laughs> so might as well, uh, you know, lean back a little bit. So, yeah. I'm doing... <laughs> okay, do the rock away. Lean back. <laughs> lean back. <laughs> I thought about that right before I said it. I was like, I hear a reference coming on. <laughs> um, oh, and watching a lot of TV. I need to catch up on Queen Sugar. I'm, I am so behind. I'm okay. super behind. I love Queen Sugar. I love Queen Sugar. So Yes. I don't know how much of it is on Hulu. Is it next? Seasons one and two are on Hulu. Um, I don't know what season. Wait, wait, wait. Season two is on Hulu? I think so. Okay. Because season two finished, right? Don't play with me. Oh, I don't know. Don't quote me on okay. that. Um, I'm halfway done Greenleaf. Oof. That show yeah. is getting so messy. <laughs> I have only gone through the first season and maybe the first and second episode of uh, season two. Season two is like... Okay, I can't talk about it. But yeah. I'm so behind. <laughs> I stay behind on TV. Right. But. And then I just got an email from Netflix saying season four of Black Mirror is coming out on December 29th. This is not a promotion. We, they're not a sponsor. Yes. We're just saying. Yes. Let's speak into existence. Yes. Hey. Shut up. Um... 
But yeah, oh, I love me some Black Mirror. I have never seen that. So so Black Mirror used to be a UK uh, produced show, and okay. then uh, or no, maybe it was Canada, um, but BBC. Okay. And last season, Netflix brought it, bought it. So now a lot of the production is very. Um, some of it like can be fictionally can fictionally take place in Europe because mm-hmm. a lot of the people still have like English, Irish, Scottish type accents. Okay. Um, but the production value increased heavily when it got took over by uh, Netflix. So this will be the second season um, of the Netflix of the next Netflix version of Black Mirror. Okay. Um, but I suggest if you're new to Black Mirror, it basically is. Uh, a modern day version of the Twilight Zone where it talks about how technology and the way that we relate to each other um, can be the end of our own demise. So, What kind of real life shit is this? Yeah, you'll hear a lot of people compare like the election 2016-2017 to being a Black Mirror episode. A lot of people have commented on that and it's actually true a lot of the things that you would have never imagined after 45 getting elected are very Mm -hmm. typical black mirror story story storylines so i suggest starting with season um four um actually the first episode was uh written by was that black woman who starred opposite anziz ansari on community lena oh wait a minute on community on community oh i can see her face black woman um I don't know who you're talking about. Famous I, comedian and right, and now she like she does a lot of writing uh, on community or not community. Um, damn it, uh, I'm the tip of my tongue. You talking about the Netflix show? Uh, uh Parks and Recreation. Oh she no, was I on didn't Parks watch and Rec. That. Uh, but she wrote the first episode and it got nominated for an Emmy and I, um, it's really good. But anyways, I as we digress. Um, <laughs> I forget we have the internet, so I'm not quite sure why we. I'm like, what? Are you talking about this woman right here? Yes, Retta. Retta. Um, Sir Leaf. Wait, that's not her. Wait, what's her last name? Sir Leaf. <laughs> she put her role as Donna Meagle on the show. I don't know. I just put black woman on part. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what came up. But that's her. But um, Retta. I, Sometimes I, you got to go to to Google if for exact like what's my question. Type in oh question. no, not her. Not her. No, never okay. mind. Anyways, mm-hmm. we'll fact check that later. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna watch a lot of Netflix, a lot of Hulu, and just get my life. You know my like Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, thank oh, okay. you. Okay, Quincy Jones' daughter. Yes, wasn't she on a, one of those comedy shows, Rashida Jones? I think she was on Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. And I'm just. Yeah. I think I have seen half an episode of Parks and Rec, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, um, I've seen half an episode as well. Um, but yeah, so life's good and hopefully it stays this way for a little while. Boom, boom for my book. <laughs> tap, tap for my book. Right. I motherfucking rap for my book. Okay, so. I don't drop my phone for that beat. <laughs> I don't, I can't rap, so I'm not going to do the Um <laughs> But constant shout out to Jennifer Lewis, yes. who's our HBIC this month, which we'll, we'll say something about her at the HBIC portion of the show. But shout out to her for slaying. I'm waiting for her to like come to the Bay Area with this book. Yes, I'm so. definitely going to read it over break. I'm going to buy it. Um, I may get the audio book, although they said she didn't, they didn't let her kind of talk as freely. 
Like, she just had to tell the story. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, but I was like, that's not what we want, <laughs> right. uh, Auntie Jennifer. No. Um, all right, so this week's topic. Um, so we're going to take kind of a... Um, we're not going to focus as heavily. It's the end of the year. There's so many opportunities to look back at 2017. But we have both agreed that a large part of 2017 was trash. Um, yep. So what we're going to do is take a little bit of a... Um, uh, a visionary look into 2018. So, um, a, a bit of a, some introspective, uh, natures of 2017, 2016, whatever our life, and then talk about how we are going to propel and be prepared and some of our thoughts, visions, hopes for 2018. So we're going to start there with this kind of basing off an article on ink.com. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, the top, the title of the article is 50 tough questions you never ask yourself, but should. We clearly are not going to do 50 questions because we talk a lot anyway. Um, but the line under this is, lasting growth begins with introspect and introspection. These thought-provoking questions will set you up to achieve your life and business goals in the new year. And I think the questions that we're going to talk about is more life. It may dabble into business, um, but more of the life pieces. So um, interesting, simple article, really a lot of room for thinking. So we're going we're gonna to hit three of these questions. So um, I'm going to start with the questions, and Paul's going to start with his answers, and I'll obviously oh, chime so in. so you just assume I'm going to start. Yes, I am. So that's how <laughs> this is going to be. Um, or it will be do- awkward uh, silence for a few moments. Um, so, and they don't have to, if these aren't the end-all, be-all of answers, you can change your answers over time. Who cares? Nobody's etching this in stone. Um, but the first question is, what are three things you want to pay closer attention to in 2018? Yes. Uh, three things. I want to focus more on my mental health. Okay. Um, Tell me what that means. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, we've talked about it on the show before, but uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but sure I really have. want to invest more time in um, this idea of therapy and like really uh, – find a person that will best suit me and I can form that relationship mm-hmm. and then just go on that journey because I've only done a slice of it and I stopped it. So I really want to move forward and explore that more and make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Do you? Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that slice that you found was helpful? Yes, definitely. Okay. It definitely okay. opened up doors okay. and then made <laughs> life even more confusing <laughs> like, and I'm... more anxious and more like, ah, I really need to get back in there. Yeah. Um, but I've just let other aspects of my life take over that t- uh, the time that I need to invest to look for Okay. and uh, do those sessions. Okay. So, um, so I definitely want to focus on that. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Um, what... Three things um, do you want to pay closer attention closer to? Closer attention to in twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, second thing would be, um, how my it's more about I've been paying more close attention to how I spend my time just on okay things whether it's with people. Whether it's on an email at work, whether <laughs> oh, it's, hey! whether it's um, what I choose to read in the news, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of time that I am on the phone with my mom, just really all of those things. And it's, it's about that, and I think I can be really hard on myself on what I choose to spend my time with, mm-hmm. because I think there's this social construct on what's 
uh, what's uh, a good amount of time to spend on certain mm. things, yeah. and then other things. And um, if I feel that I got what I needed by watching two hours of TV, um, like why spend more time beating myself up for that okay. when I felt like I needed that to <laughs> get through the day? Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to understand my limitations and understand what works for me because the formula that I use on how to spend time between people and things um, is not necessarily the, a formula that would work for someone else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I should not let other people criticize me or I should not criticize myself for how I spend my time as long as I feel like I'm being good about it, healthy about it, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Okay. Um, is there a third one that you like? You don't thing. have to have three. No, and those there's, first that, there's, two a, there, there's an endless list. Yeah, right? I'm just trying to choose what I want to disclose because <laughs> um, I'm still, you know, I'm still, um, this is still, you know, being a vulnerable person when, yeah. when talking about these things. Um, third thing I want to pay close attention to is. Uh, I think I we talk about goal setting all the time, mm-hmm. but I can definitely set those goals, and then it over the course of weeks and months, it's like the last thing I look at, <laughs> and then it's June. I'm like, <laughs> I have to dust out the paper, and it, you know, starting things is so much easier than following through. And okay. I'm really good at starting things, and I think sometimes I don't want to follow through because I know in the back of my mind. I know I'm really far off from these goals and I don't want to look at it because then it's a reminder of how mm. much I've strayed away. Mm. That's and I don't want to feel that. And okay. so I, I think I'm really good at like work goals, like fine, but this is more about my personal, your life, my life goals. Yeah. So I just want to be more, pay attention to uh, being more honest with myself with goal setting. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just want to, like 2017 was just really, uh, sucky year just for me personally and I still have a lot of work to do um but those goals sometimes those goals are a reminder of how much I didn't do (laughs) and I I need to switch the mentality it kind of goes back to the first point I mentioned by um I like not paying it paying attention to um it's all that avoidance and I I want to protect my my feelings and Mm -hmm. my happiness but I I have to face it if I face it it's gonna help me more in the long run so there's a lot of things where I know what I should be doing but I don't do it (laughs) it's a lot um but yeah I just want to pay attention to my goals like they're there for a reason and um, maybe my therapist will be able to help me <laughs> right. with this. You're like, topic number two. Okay, we'll work on this. Okay. So, yeah, those are all deep, but I need to be deep because that's where I'm at right yeah. now. Well, and if we take the time to be introspective, it helps propel us because we remember those things that are meaningful when we start. And we're like, okay, there was a reason I'm doing this. Let me reconnect with that reason. And it's only going to continue to open more doors as you kind of achieve those goals or jump over those perceived or real barriers so i hear you so i'm I'm here for the like introspective like let's really dig deep and like think about that um 
Uh, let's see. What are three things I want to pay closer attention to in 2018? So my first one, the first thing that came to mind, and I didn't actually, I just kind of cut and paste these questions. I didn't think too much about them because um, I wanted to hopefully be have a level of authenticity. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind, I want. It's going to sound. It's me. That's that's it. So the first one I want to pay thing I want to pay closer attention to is food. Um, so I talked probably ad nauseum on this show about like, I work out every day. I, I run every day. Um, and so for me in my mind, I get, that gives me like complete open availability to eat whatever I want to eat, like trash, whatever. I don't eat trash literally, but you know, like things that may not be the best for me at all times. Um, so I want to pay more closer attention to like, the food that I put in my body. And like, I have a thing for sometimes I can mindlessly eat. And that doesn't mean I'm eating like trash all the time, but I can mindlessly like consume something. Cause I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna work this off like in my workout this evening or I'll catch the, you know, this will all be gone in the morning once I do that. But it's not really serving me. And let me give you an example of that. The other night, um, my wife and I, we were sitting and watching TV and this was post exam. So I was like, yeah, let's have some um, Mexican hot chocolate. Um, which tastes different than regular hot chocolate. You can't make it the same. So read the package if you get like the Mexi hot chocolate, the big giant bars. Um, and I, I'm, t- I am getting older. Um, and so like, I can't consume milk like I once did, which is troubling because I love ice cream with a deep mm-hmm. passion. I love, I, I will leave the house at like 10 PM not any on any level of regularity. I'm usually asleep by then. But if I'm awake, I'll be like, let's go for an ice cream run. Um, I totally like text a friend. I'm like, I'm going for ice cream. You want to go? It's 9:45. I know, but they close at 10:30, <laughs> so we doing this. Hey. But I, I had. I'm still struggling on that drinking milk thing. And you know the bad part is, it wasn't even real milk. It was almond milk. Um. So I don't even know what that was about. But my stomach was on rip slash is on rip. Um. So. I'm, I, I'm realizing in 2018, I need to start to pay attention to the way that my body responds to certain things. I'm not giving up cheese ever. So let's just be real about that. <laughs> first uh, off, yeah. what we ain't going to so, do. First of all, um, <laughs> cheese is still going to be in my life. Um, but I want to pay more attention to the things that I'm putting in my body, um, which leads into some of my other, like my other um, weight management goals, um, which is not one of the things I'm going to pay attention, closer attention to because I'm already, I feel like I've got that unlocked. But yeah, paying attention to food and consumption and the times that I eat, if, am I emotionally eating? Am I eating out of boredom? Mm-hmm. So yeah, food as a general and trying to f- try a few new things. So yeah, yeah. that's a really good one. And it's, uh, you know, my, my, the things I'm paying attention to are very mm-hmm. uh, amorphous, like they're not physical. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the idea of focusing on something that's very physical because it can seep into yeah. so many untangible things. Yeah. Like, so I need to, I want to pay more attention to food and how and when I consume it and what I'm actually consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else do I want to pay closer attention to in 2018? I want to pay closer attention to my family. Um, and that's not to say like the opposite of that is like, I don't pay attention to them. I talk to my mom like twice a day and I like text with my brother, my sister and my nephews regularly, but I want to pay more attention in the terms of like, I want to physically be there with them more often and make that a, a priority. Um, 
and I, I mean, I'm going home uh, to SoCal next week, so I'm looking forward, and I've got plans with, I think, just about everybody, um, either group plans or individually, so that we can, like, kiki and whatever. Um, but I want to make that a priority, because I, I certainly pay attention to them, but from a distance. Mm. So I think my physical presence is um, just as important as my, like, uh, presence via calling or texting or, you know, sending an email or something like that. I want to really pay attention to um, honoring and giving value to the physical space and being there to, like, smush my nephews and my nieces, like, in the face and, like, you know, smother them with, like, love and stuff. So, I mean, that's the auntie that I am. Like, I, like I'm i the one that picks the kid up and, like, like physically picks them up and, like, squeezes them and they're like, no, no, and I was like, you love it and they're, like, laughing or whatever. So, I want to pay more attention to that because that's that is a piece that I that very comes comes very natural to me, um, and I want to do that more. I can do that with my niece and nephew up in Sacramento because I see them more often because they're close. Mm-hmm. But in SoCal, I want to make that a priority. Got it. Um, uh, to physically be with them more, um, and I Facetime them so they know what I look like. So it's not like they're like I don't know who this person is, but there's something different about me, like you know, running around the yard with them and whatnot, or crawling on the floor for the the real little ones. Um, let's see, pay closer attention to in 2018. Um, one of the things that I, um, know that leads into the next question. So I don't want to do that one. Uh, what else do I want to pay closer attention to in 2018? I think my career, uh, I don't think, let me, that's a, that's a filler. I want to pay closer attention to my career. Uh, apparently, I want to pay closer attention to my words too. <laughs> um, but my career, in terms of wanting to transition careers, um, I worked really hard, and I'm starting to get comfortable with acknowledging the fact that I have worked hard and I have achieved things. Um, and the PHR thing was a thing that I worked hard for, um, <clears throat> and that is something that feels like it is my calling, and that I'm supposed to be doing that. Um, what area of human resources, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's something that like, it's just a pull. It feels really natural. I n- gravitate towards opportunities where I can contribute either in like a recruitment selection process, like, um, consulting or muffling through like an employee relations piece or helping to interpret, a um, a collective bargaining agreement in a way that is, um, consistent, um, and doesn't lean towards one side or the other. It kind of takes stuff at face value. Um, so I want to pay more attention to that, um, and move past the fear of what happens if I get it. You know what I mean? Like I've worked hard to get this PHR now, like I I legit want to wait for the certificate like to come in the mail. So I have like, in case someone asks like for credentials, Mm -hmm. because, um, there's some things that you have to, you know, show or prove as a black person, unfortunately, um, so I want to be able to have that in hand and then like actually move towards doing those things and pull myself away from being so afraid of like, what if this really does happen? And I really do have an opportunity to go and just step out on faith and pay attention to my career, go to what feels okay, even if it's not the big sexy title, because who gives a damn about a title? Uh, they, I don't go to the bank and cash my title. I cash my check. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I can, I'm very, I'm, far more um, inclined to go somewhere where I want, I feel compensated and respected in that way um, and doing something that I actually want to do. Now, will I do that for a lifetime? Who knows? But I've put in this effort and it feels the right, like the right move now. And so I want to pay more attention to my career in that way. So. What about 
the what if it happens where does that come from is it more about the the switch from uh industries is it the switch in um you know like your your personal life will also be affected by yeah. this by just changing jobs mm-hmm. um from a practical standpoint what about it is it more just about the yeah i'm just curious it is to be honest it is fear it is fear of change it is fear of like leaving something that's been comfortable for the last nine years Mm -hmm. and trying something new and being with a new set of people um and doing new tasks in a new environment so it's it's all of this feels like it's rooted in fear Mm -hmm. um yeah there'll be some changes and like like in terms of a commute you know potentially a commute because i what I'm looking for is outside of the education section um, or sector. So it's fear. Yeah. It's it's the fear of change. It's the fear of like, am I going to be good enough? Mm-hmm. Are folks going to like me? Am I going to be able to build and establish relationships like the ones that I have currently? Mind you, I've been here nine years to kind of nurture those relationships. Um, so some of that is like, it sounds weird. And I, I don't have like a real strong definition, but it's like the fear of success. Like feel fear of going somewhere and it working out, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah. So those are my. I didn't man. I, I did not plan to get that intense in it, but um, I asked. So that's why. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. But those are three things that I want to get closer to. Um. Question two: What is the single most significant change you can make or want to make in twenty eighteen? Um. Uh, it, it's around for me. It's around uh, finances. Okay. Um, I have these and um, opportunities, and they're they've always been there. I just have to take the first step to really think about in a very adult way. Um, <laughs> which I would love, side side note. I would love if we did an episode on adulting. Yeah. <laughs> just the concept of yeah. that and how society defines adulting. Yeah. But anyways, shout out to that noise. That was a mailman. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, oh my God. Oh, okay. So Awkward, we, sorry. we're just going to do this. We're going to get some mail. <laughs> yeah, it's Thank you. Well, that was, um... So we have a visitor. That was actually a <laughs> notification of the new segment of the show. <laughs> the mailbox The section. mailbox. No. We're actually getting physical mail now. Yeah, right. So. right. It's holiday season, so it's packages, it's, you know, holiday <laughs> cards and whatnot. Well right. wishes for the season. My bad. Um, but uh, I, an intentional decision and change I can make is around my finances and investments. Okay. There's a couple areas that um, I'm going to launch into those webinars, um, speak with counselors from these various places that mm-hmm. are free and they can actually tell me what to do so that this money is just not sitting there yeah and while i'm very young i can capitalize off of this enormous amount of time that i have from actually using these invest- investments yeah. um and then just uh yeah and then just um with that just like finances in general like I got a promotion, so I want to now rethink how that's going to change things. Because mm-hmm. um, it will, and I have to. I want to plan that ahead of time, um, rather than figuring out as I go along. Because that would be a very immature move to make. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about making that a actual thing. 
You know what's going to be interesting about that, Paul? Uh, interesting yet saddening at the same time because the that trash-ass tax bill was just signed this morning. I was on the treadmill. Oh. Watch, yeah, he signed it before the new year, so it will be impactful okay. rather than waiting until next year to... And I've seen the drafts. To... I've read some drafts, but what were you going to yeah. say? I was just going to say, it's going to be interesting to see how those things play out um, with tax rates changing sooner than I think people anticipated because folks were anticipating that 45 wasn't going to sign until 2018, thus not making that tax those cuts and the tax changes effective until 2019. But he, he signed it today, like this morning. Okay. Um, I and was on the, the treadmill. And both sides of Congress uh, <sighs> approved it. Like, is there a chance for it to be, re- like... There might I, be. You know sure. what? Um, I don't know if the House has gone through, because I know the Senate did. I'm not okay. sure if the House has gone through approved. He signed something this morning, um, so I need to dive a little bit yeah. a little bit deeper in terms of what that means. But there there's a potential for some real impact come like tax season 2018 so yeah i'm not you know gonna lie like when these changes happened to me at work i definitely went in and looked at yeah what could potentially change with the gop tax bill mm-hmm. and it's things like that that um i want to pay i guess that would be another thing to pay attention close you know pay closer attention to is um i have to be actively involved now because i think before uh in previous uh presidential eras like yeah decisions that they make about the economy uh, affect me but i always felt that there was this buffer that it would indirectly affect me Mm -hmm. or i was not at the stage of my life for these decisions to directly impact me yeah but since he's making cuts in so many uh, areas um and then if you think vertically (laughs) the vertical cuts are uh, affecting people of all incomes um, I definitely need to pay attention to that and see what decisions I can make in my daily life to protect me yeah. from those changes. Well, even if you think about like the older people in your life, so I think about my mom, and so I, I didn't think about your mom, although I haven't met her. Like My mom already is at an age where Social Security is a thing that she relies on. Um, and like the fact that there are sweeping cuts coming through Social Security and Medicare yeah. that are very likely going to impact the most vulnerable in our society. So I have to think about those. Like, yes, I, I obviously I think about me, but I'm like, what is this going to mean for my mom? And like, mm-hmm. what it like, what is this going to mean for my check in terms of like what Social Security is going to look like on that little line that says SSI? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. That's an interesting one. Yeah, finances. Um, I think will look different for lots of people in mm-hmm. 2018. Um, even depending on varying by state, like if your oh, yeah, if your so minimum wage has gone up, or if you're like hovering at the federal minimum wage, or right. if you're working in the service industry, and so yeah, it's yeah, just, that's so true. Um, I read a, a ridiculous amount around finances just to try to get a wrap on that, so I can have some level of education. So I'm here for the finance talk. So when you want to have that adulting episode, I'm here for it. Okay. Um, love it because I just made some a little bit of a different investment myself. Um, so what is the single most significant change I want to make in 2018 for myself? Um, so what I was going to comment about paying closer attention to that may be more fitting here is I want to, um, really actively engage in, um, my faith and spiritual practice. So we have, um, we are both fans of, um, Hey Fran Hey from the Friend Zone. Um, and this last episode that they talked about, um, 
was uh, I can't remember the exact title, but they were talking about like things in 2017 that basically impacted them and whatnot. So kind of a retrospective. Um, and she started talking about like her faith and um, kind of paying more attention to that and listening to it and becoming more comfortable with sharing and communicating that with people like both in her life, like IRL in real life and then online um, and not being afraid of that anymore. Um, and so that has been something that has been certainly on my mind. Um, and that, well, I, the faith and spirituality stuff is not new to me. Um, and I, I know that I have done it, but I have been, um, apprehensive about, um, kind of putting it at the forefront because thinking it, it, it will either change some of the relationships that I have and, and, or it will significantly change the relationship that I have with myself. Um, and, uh, I also feel like it will empower and empower. Uh, give me like a boldness to move about the world. So as I talk about like the career stuff and like, you know, um, feeling like empowered, like I can do those things and that the change will be okay. And that it, this is change that's supposed to happen. And why am I fighting it? Why am I resisting it? And I know why, because I'm afraid of a a series of things happening, but it's just, um, it feels really like powerful and like at the, like, like everything I see, like even like some of the, the music that I'm, I'm starting to gravitate towards more now is kind of that, um, it's kind of like a hip hop, like, um, spiritual or hip hop. Like, I don't want to even say Christian music cause it's, it's certainly got to be in like, it's not like, uh, like Jesus music to the words of formation. <laughs> like a, that, a little or bit, a little bit. A uh, little bit. Cause I know we were making fun of that one video. Yeah, where it was we just were, like but it's formation, a bit, but, but like, <laughs> like it could low key be like a club bop. So, okay, um, no, I can't just that. So, um, so yeah, just really, that's what's something I want to significantly change. And it, that doesn't mean going to a physical place to go to church, to worship, worship and fellowship with other people. Will I do that on occasion? And do I do that on occasion? Yes, because those spaces, like, sometimes I need my cup, like, overflowing as opposed to just simply being filled. Um, And I get that from the church that I go to occasionally up here in the Bay. Uh, I certainly get that from the church that I go to when I'm um, at my mom's house in Southern California. But that's a change that I want to make and stop being, and, like, pause myself from being afraid of it. That doesn't mean before I go into every meeting, I'm going to say it like a public prayer and ask us to hold hands. But, um... (laughs) But remembering, like, centering myself before I go into what I think is going to be a difficult conversation or situation. Um, And this PHR testing was a true test to that. Because as I was, like, the last two weeks that I was, like, studying hardcore and, like, wasn't doing anything besides studying. I think I even, like, didn't respond to some of your texts. I was like, I... smooth five days. I know. gave me a fixed timeline, which I appreciate. Yeah, I was trying... I was like, let me immerse myself in this. But, like, every time I would pray, like, my my prayer was really specific. And I realized how um, impactful that was. And even before I had finished on the little, at the testing center, which was a dramatic experience already, um, which I will tell you about offline because it was so extra at the testing center. Um, I was, um, right before I hit send, my heart started racing. And then I just did some like, some shoulder rolls. Mm -hmm. And I closed my eyes and just said a prayer. And I was like, Lord, let your will be done. And then I hit it, and then, you know, I was mad, because then they're like, would you like to take this survey? And I was like, <laughs> I was like you just interrupted. I don't even want to take the survey, but you can't get to the, the end until you take the survey about the testing experience. So I did that, and then I did another shoulder roll, and I prayed, and I said, again, let your, let your will be done. Like, if this is for me, let it be mine. 
And then I clicked the thing and like 30 seconds passed and it said pass in the corner. And if I tell you I didn't want to shout when I was in there, but that would have been inappropriate and got me kicked out. Um, but yeah, things like that. Um, I have been like leaning on that because I know that it works. I, Shamina, know that it works. Um, and so I really want to give that the attention that it is due and that I have been waiting for um, to kind of resurface. So that was a long story. But yeah, that's a significant change I want to make because I know it has only helped me. It has not hurt me. So why do I, why am I fighting it? Like, why am I like hiding it? Like, it's not important. It is important. So, and the world is going to tell me one thing about like, it's this, that, and the other. Well, I can't live my life for the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Just that experience, that question, like, it works. I know it works. One of my favorite quotes, which is, um, uh, I can't remember what doc, if it was from uh, Beyonce's Life is But a Dream or one of her other spoken word Well, it was Beyonce, so. It's Beyonce, but um, it's this concept of allow it, Mm. release it, and be it. And then B is spelled B-E-Y. But oh, duh. <laughs> um, I've always remembered those words and lived by them because um, we resist so much. Yeah. Uh, definitely resist the negative stuff, but sometimes we resist the things that are good for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is my significant change in 2018. Um, yeah. So you want to do the third question? Yeah, or let's not? do the third okay, question. Okay, third question can be, it can, it can be deep. Um, and it's not specific to you a year, but we can make it. Um, am I living my passion? And if not, how do I get closer to that passion in 2018? So I had, I already knew exactly how to answer this question when you gave me the little, uh, um, prequel or the snapshot to it, but I'm not living my passion. Mm -hmm. And this is something that kind of goes back to the, um, I, not admitting what my true passion is and mm-hmm. not w- allowing myself to go there because um, it's very non-traditional. Are you about to go there right now? No, I'm not going to give oh, okay. you completely okay. what it is. Um, we can talk about it offline. But, uh, I mean, I can say what it's related to because you know that I do all these things outside of work mm-hmm. um, from theater to photography to dancing. Uh, and I do it because it gives me a satisfaction of life um, it, uh, adds to what I do during the nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to see signs through the people I'm meeting, um, of this, uh, of, of, of signs of me furthering and deepening that passion. Okay. Um, the end goal is very specific. Um, I know exactly what my passion is and what I want to do. Um, but let's just say I want to embrace that journey. Um, uh, like I said, I am getting opportunities and meeting people at the local level here in San Francisco that I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm always going to make more time for it, but I want to focus on it. And now that I know what my passion is, and now that I have this outlook on life that, you know, Time, like time is time, you know. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't you, you can switch industries, you can switch careers, you can start something new at whatever age. Like I just have this new outlook on. It goes back to what I was saying about benchmarks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whether I see that now or ten years from now, I'm just excited for when it happens, and I'm ready to put in the work. I've always been ready to put in the work and the time, but 
Um, I think I've just been caught up in, oh, I have to do this by this time because the industry says that by the time you get to this age, you're just like, (laughs) you know. you're old. You're old, right? (laughs) So um, I'm just ready. And um, yeah, I just, San Francisco, especially in the the gay arts community, is such a, a positive, uplifting, embracing arena. And I think a lot of people are fine just staying here and doing the things that they love at the local level, but I'm seeing the platform that I'm interested in to like take me even above that. Mm. So I'm really excited. Um, okay. I already have my first gig lined up in January, um, okay. which is great because uh, I my last gig was a couple weeks ago. I did uh, drag. Um, I'm a drag queen, by the way. <laughs> you know, now, I've never talked about that, but it's something I've been exploring more. And I had a stellar performance, um, and that kind of, that performance actually started those emotions that I'm I'm talking about now. Um, okay. Because I've never gotten those compliments before, and I'm such a new queen. And the fact that I got those stellar <laughs> compliment, com- compliments, I'm a new queen. I'm a new queen. You know. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just really excited. That's that's one positive outlook on 2018. Oh, good. Um, I anticipate that you're going to share the offline stuff with me yeah, about yeah. the January stuff, but I'll just patiently wait for that. <laughs> um, so am I living my passion? Um, echo, no, I am not. I know that. Um, I am at a place where I am still trying to figure out what my passion is. Um... And I don't know if I, ha- I don't think that I have one singular passion. I think there are a few of those. Um, one that I'm not quite ready to share that I think is, but it's still like the idea that makes me nervous. Um, but it's like a good nervous, but I'm not ready to talk about it. Perhaps in January when we, when we roll back, um, I will be ready to kind of talk about what that is. And I don't, I don't even have a plan for it, but I was, I was invited to do something recently that I was like, there's probably something to this and that they saw because I didn't, I didn't think this opportunity would present itself at all. I didn't even know it was an opportunity or how people got doing this thing. So, um, but I'll share that with you offline and maybe 2018 we'll start off with kind of, uh, um, sharing some stuff. Um, but one thing that I really like doing and it is, I don't know if it's my passion, but I like doing it. I like the, the feeling that I get when I do it is, um, simply stated as empowering women. Um, so what I mean by that is so in a very specific sense, I have really loved and enjoyed the times where I can, and this, this goes to like my love for running, um, and like encouraging or being an example to either folks, to anybody really, but primarily women, um, older women, younger women who have seen me or have shared with me, which has been kind of, I don't know how to respond to those, these situations, but they're like, you know, I've seen you do this, like you're here consistently, like every time I'm here, like I'm not here consistent, but every time I'm here, you're here. And I really appreciate you. And like, I like you're a real inspiration. Um, and I've gotten that a few times and a few times at my gym. And I'm like, I'm looking at my gym every day. Um, so I had a, a woman do that to me. Mm-hmm. Then I had an older man come in and I, I kind of sighed at it. And I was like, you were behind me on the treadmill, nasty. Because <laughs> um, I'd be in my workout, like capris or whatever, and I'm like, okay, sir, got it. Um, now he says hi to me every morning, including this morning, but that's fine. Um, and then I've had two other women in the last two days 
like come, come, I'm like on the treadmill, you know, I'm on my interval, so I'm paused for a minute and they will come up and they both said something they don't, and they're not together. Um, so I'm like, maybe there's something to that being an example, or even if I'm running like in the city somewhere or at a park or through Golden Gate Park and like see people that I've seen before, there's like the, there's the casual like runner's head nod, like, yeah, I see you. Um, especially among folks of color. Cause there's not, there's typically not a lot of us out there or signed up for races or whatnot. Um, but even like seeing people that I've seen regularly, it's cold as hell right now. 44. That to me that we're freezing basically. It's frozen. Yeah, tundra. pretty much. Um, so especially to be out there and dedicated while it's cold and see people that I've seen before who remember having seen me, um, or I remember having seen them. There's something about that that feels really like, like I feel connected to a community. Um, and then I re- I saw this thing the other day. It was um, I didn't I don't have time to commit to it for the spring, um, this cup- upcoming spring because I have some other goals in mind. But it's this organization called Girls on the Run, which a friend of mine is a part of. But basically, it works, and I know they don't have enough um, uh, female coaches of color, primarily black women, who work with like kids who are I want to say like third to like eighth grade or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I may be lying. Um, but it's, um, young women to coach them, if you will, to walk slash run a 5k. And like the culminating thing of the season is to like run slash walk a 5k. That's cool. Um, and for a while I was working with this little group of little girls that were adorable, um, at the high school that I work out at. And like, they were just like, it's part of, it feeds part of my working with youth, but they were just so like wanting to like see like then they were working with a black male and like i'm black female coming up and so i think there was like a they felt like oh i see myself in this other person and and, like they gravitated and they were like when i would come up they would like hug me and everything like after like the first practice so it was really sweet to see that and so there's a passion that i have in terms of like the physical wellness of um professional or not professional people of color because I don't know that we make that a, a priority or even put it on our radar because we're tro- so busy in the nine to five grinding mm-hmm. and trying to pay bills and whatnot um, and trying to make our dollar stretch as far as we can. Um, that I think that's something that we miss. So that's, that's an area that I, I want to explore. And that's certainly a, a passion piece that's in me, um, which is um, very separate and different from this other passion piece that will hopefully take form in 2018. But yeah. yeah. You're seeing all the so, right signs and it's just yeah. like at the point where it's almost slapping you in the face. Yeah, and so I'm like I got to figure I'm like what do I do with that? Because I love it and it's been such a powerful um experience for me physically, mentally, even the spiritual part. Um and I'm like what do I do with this? So part of it's the rolling back to the spiritual, like surrender, like what do I do? Like mm-hmm. maybe I should just hush and keep on doing it or do I go actively out and seek stuff? Yeah. So I don't know, but those are that's one of the things that's in my mind. I was like, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it is because these things wouldn't be happening in this succession if it wasn't something. Yeah. So, kind of like you, you're kind of running into people who are like in positions to expose you or invite you to things or bring you along for the ride, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this means, but let me stop trying to like orchestrate everything every blessing that's coming my way and waiting for me so yeah yeah uh 2018 i'm i'm ready i'm ready i need it i'm excited yeah um and i think 2018 will be for me at least 
more of a what I mean by personal journey um, because it's hard for me to separate what's going on in the world mm-hmm. from uh, my personal journey because they work in tandem. Yeah. But I, for me, I'm consciously this personal journey is constant uh, is intentionally independent of what's happening in the world. Like I have yeah. to just keep moving on, mm-hmm. and then I'll work on the world and my relationship with the world. But my attitude right now is like. 2016 and 2017 surprised the hell out of me. 2018, I'm n- I'm not really gonna give it the benefit of the doubt, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing, uh, I-, I I'm now a little bit familiar with how to respond when these when these things yeah. add wrenches into the system. Yeah. So that's why I'm intentionally choosing things that are very independent of. Uh, what's going on in the world yeah. and letting that define my happiness. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we're both starting to like become more comfortable and get in the driver's seat of 2018 rather than like being the passengers in 2018 and letting things come to us, mm-hmm. but like driving in the direction that we want to go. We may not know exactly how to get there, but you know, the GPS is starting to make a little bit more sense. She's re- yeah. she's redirecting us to where we're supposed to be going, right. but we're, we're, we're starting to drive. It's kind of what I'm hearing both of us kind of get into. So, yay! yay. I'm so excited for Me 2018. Too. I'm ready for this trash ass 2017 to be over. Uh, all right, we'll be back and we're taking a break. going to do something a little different to end off this um, year. Um, We're going to do some, rather than do a question from our email, we're going to do a few fun, like one's got to go or one's got to stay or you got to pick one. So um, I have a few of them in front of me. I know the first one you're going to be mad about. So uh, you're welcome in advance. Um, So this is, uh, you got to pick one. So if you had to have, and this this is this one is from the Shade Room. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, on, Let's go there. Instagram from my, uh, Evelyn from the internet, my internet cousin. Um, so shout out to her. Um, if you had to invite one over for Christmas dinner, who would it be? Stacey Dash, Rachel Dolezal, or Omarosa. I don't know her last name. <laughs> yeah, no one knows her last name. <laughs> Which I guess and is a sign matter. of importance if you can only name. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, all but right, you have to so, invite one over for dinner. All right. So Stacy Meat Sauce, Amahu, and... You stupid. Uh, who's Rachel Dos Equis. <laughs> Rachel Dos <Equis. laughs> Um, It would have to be... Um... It actually would be Amorosa. Really? Because, okay. Because not first, what I thought. Because okay. anything that gets me close to any kind of secrets in the White House. Um, okay. So I and I don't care. I, she probably didn't really have that high level of um, no clearance, secure clearance no. or whatever. But I just think it would be interesting to hear her stories um, until that videotape of her getting kicked out gets released. Um, I still want to, I want to, I, all it will take is a few glasses of wine, get her all loosened up and she'll, she'll probably tell the truth, mm. you know, 
um, what's that saying in, in Vito Veritas? Vino Veritas? In I don't wine, know. there's truth. I was like, some, you said in wine. That's all I heard. In vino. vino. In Vino Veritas. So I think uh, she's the most intelligent one out of the group. Okay. Um, so I rather go that way. I don't know what else I would talk about with the other. We're loosely uh, defining intelligence. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so I am going to begrudgingly go with Rachel Dosekis. <coughs> um, sorry, so I, ch- I choked a little bit on my You picked Amorosa, so we're going to go with that. Um, my only reason is because, number one, I feel like she may be the least annoying of them. Um... And then number two, I think she, from what I have seen and heard from the other two, (laughs) this is going to sound so backwards. It's like, she wants to be black. And I don't get the sense that Stacey Dash or Omarosa actually want to be black until they are pushed out from other communities then they work to try to align themselves with being black and be like, my community. And I'm like, well, you have shed on your community Mm. from jump. So you don't even really want to be a part of this. So those are my two small reasons for Rachel Dolezal. Now, has she done some things that are like, what the hell? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They've all done a number of things that are like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. But Okay. Yeah. Just don't let her bring any food. Like, Duh. have her bring a bottle of something. Just like I won't Don't. let her, like, try to comb or touch my hair. Yeah, no, no. So, although I heard that she can braid. So, anywho, apparently that's a learned <laughs> skill. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't. There's a, lo- a list of people that don't get to bring food um, to the cookout, if you will. Um, so, that was the first one. Let's see. I have some other ones here. Um... So one has to go and all of his works. Okay. Oh, I'll do Lord. two of okay. these. Um, let's do, actually, I'm just going to do one. Let's do Denzel Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Will Smith. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I had to think of like the heavy hitter damn, movies for each of them. Damn, damn, Oh. Could we have had, could Matrix be the Matrix without Lawrence Fishburne? You know what, Loki, I didn't even see the Matrix, um, oh. but I know enough about it. I actually it. watched it for the first time <laughs> this year, so. <laughs> That's okay, he's in Boys in the Hood, so I'm like, can we not have Boys in the Hood? Smoke, and so. all the works. Okay, I also have to think about this from Call Me the Logical Thinker, because they all come, well, Lawrence and, oh, well, maybe not, Okay. Lawrence and uh, Denzel, like, they're the movie people. Mm-hmm. Will is a movie people now, yeah, but he came from the a... comedy, right? Yeah. So if I have to eliminate their works, I have to think about well, how... Well, wait a minute. Didn't he initially start off in Six Degrees of Separation, which was a movie? What, did that come before Fresh Friends? Uh, let me... Again, the internet is our friend. Let's take a look. But continue your thought. Okay, so I think... There were some other heavy hitters in the comedy world. I think, like, if you had to eliminate all Will Smith's works, I think there were other people that can, like, fill in the gaps. I am 100% with you on that. So, if one's gotta go, and all of their works 
Hmm. What else did Will Smith? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Will Smith. I'm with you. I I like him. Um, and I think he is not the one. He's got some, some good stuff. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. Enemy of the State was good. Independence yeah. Day. Like, um, and Denzel really... You, you can't know. get rid of Denzel. No, because when you think, I mean, yes, not everything is defined by awards, but he he was one of the people who really paved the way for, you know, putting the acting, black acting, like, he's one of the very few A-listers. Like, he's, he's kind of like the Brad Pitt of the black community yeah. or the and I think all, Denzel's better a better actor yeah but, I was like he's better but I'm than just that. trying to think of those people it's like every time they do a movie they're gonna get like yeah one of those people where uh he's obviously at the point where he people ask him for roles he yeah. doesn't audition for no shit. absolutely not he hasn't right. been auditioning for a minute right so he's just like that really huge heavy hitter I can't really think of another uh well I have to think hard of another black male that's of that status yeah um, and also, like, can do theater and movie acting and yeah. TV acting, which are three different forms of acting, yeah. you know? Um, well, because I just thought of him in Fences. Yes. Um, which is, uh, shout out to Viola Davis. Um, but the fact that that took place in a a time period that was very difficult already to be black. Um, but then, like, the, from the acting part, that it was, they did that on a stage as well as in a movie, and the set was, like, this big. So it's not like there was, like, all these complicated sets and backgrounds, but, like, working a stage mm-hmm. with the same background for as long as that movie was. It was an extra-long oh movie. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you can't get rid of it. No, and then Lawrence Fishburne, um, well, there's a couple things. I think he was one of the people, like, he's one of the most recognized voice actors. yeah. <laughs> like, come on, like, just think about all the movies and commercials and narrations. And um, and then also, he, I think he's one of the few people that can oscillate between, because yes, there's black Hollywood, and yes, there's black movies. But he's one of those actors that can oscillate between both worlds really easily. Mm-hmm. Like, people know him in yeah, yeah, all yeah. worlds. And you can't get rid of Boys in the Hood. Right. Nor can you get rid of him on Blackish. So, lest we not forget. Um, Okay, I would get rid of... uh, Will Smith would have to go. Yeah. Um, Because the other two are just staples. There's Mm -hmm. no really getting around that. Okay, so... Okay, so this is another one. Um, Let's say... You can keep one. I'll do two of these versions. You can keep one. Okay. Um, Kerry Washington... Uh, Gabby, uh, Gabrielle Union, Taraji P. Henson. Only keep one. Only keep one. And this is not like an all of their works thing? Or like, what? It, what's the context for this? Sure, in all of their works. Okay. <laughs> Does that make it harder? <laughs> no, I mean... Okay, Carrie, Gabby, and who's the last one? Taraji. Taraji. Well, you chose people who are kind of like, in my eyes, like, yeah, they're not equal, but no, like, no, 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 like so not not one is skyrocketed. Like it was, it's not easy that way. So like, mm-hmm. I would keep. Okay, this is just off personal interest, because um, 
I don't have a huge attachment to Gabrielle Union. Okay. Um, and Taraji only recently entered my life personally. <laughs> <laughs> She's texting me now, but she'll have to wait. I would have to. Oh, damn. Wait, no. Yeah, I would have to keep um, Carrie Washington. Okay. I don't have a good, I have no logical reason. <laughs> You're like, there's no reason I'm just, just going to I just her. went into the bag, and that was the ball that I chose. Yeah. Um, I would keep Carrie as well. Um, part of that is Scandal, even though, like, this season has been, it's been fine um, as the last yeah. season of Scandal. But she's been in other stuff and played other pivotal roles. Um, never forget her as Chanel in Save the Last Dance. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, never, I forgot about that. Um, Damn. When she was dancing and had short curly hair, um, sporting a natural. Um, and she was also the first black uh, black female lead in a telev- primetime television mm-hmm. series since the 1980s. And that person Diane was... Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Julia. Yeah. Um, so next one, same, you can only keep one. So Regina King, mm-hmm. Sanaa Lathan, and Angela uh, Bassett. Only keep one? Only keep one. Angela fucking Bassett. No question. No <laughs> like, question. <laughs> like, oh lord. Yeah. First of all, she slays. Yes. Period. Um, and what have you, what has she been in that has not been good? Exactly. Silence and crickets. I'm like, so we got, um, she was in, she was in Malcolm X, right? Yes. With Denzel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Diaries of a Mad Black Woman. She was in. Was she really? Yeah. I don't I, even remember that one. Yeah. Um, she was in, um, Waiting to Exhale, of I was going to say Waiting to Exhale. What's that uh, one? What's Love Got to Do With Thank It? You. As Tina Turner. That's um, it. That's the whole thing. Was she in? She was in the episode holiday. of, um. Uh, with uh, Lena Waithe on uh, oh, yeah. Master of None, Master of the None. Thanksgiving Most episode. Most recently, yeah. Um, I mean, also the Black Mama. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, she just... <laughs> like, she's, she's going to be the Black Panther movie. I cannot wait. I have that I day on my calendar wait. circled, calling the day off. Uh, might have to drop an episode shortly after that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, she is everything. Also, another one who doesn't have to audition for shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... I mean, Ryan um, uh, Murphy is obsessed with her now. Now, like, she has a key role on uh, the American Horror Story. Um, I still haven't watched that. She's been in three seasons now. Okay, maybe I need to watch that. But um, she's just, like, and then who in their career, because I think she's, like, mid-50s now. Yeah. Who who else at that stage of their life? Am I still excited to see New York work from you? Right? Like I am just like, when's the next Angela Bassett yeah, project? Right. Let something come out like, with she's her been tomorrow. In the fucking game since she was like a teenager. Yeah. In her twenties, like And looks the same slash better. Drinking that devil's blood oh. or whatever baby's blood or something. I don't know. Like what the hell? She slays. But easily. Easily Angela uh, Bassett. Okay. Ooh, got worked up about that. And now the white gays are now obsessed with her and trying to claim her. Yeah, the white gays are trying to claim her, and I have a problem with that. No comment. See, I'm staying staying out of that. What the? Okay. Okay, so last one. Um, So let's see. Let's say one's got to go on this one. Okay. One's got to go. So we have In Vogue, um, SWV. TLC, 
and Destiny's Child. Okay, I'm shifting in my seat yeah. if you can't hear that. Um, okay, let's on just Vogue, acknowledge SWV. that they all have vocals. Yeah, like all of them have vocals. Yeah, on so. Vogue, SWV, TLC, and Destiny's Child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay, I'm gonna not use the argument of like, because you also listed those groups almost in chronological order of like when that's they... how they were on the, on the <laughs> and I already know that one wouldn't be famous without the one that became before it because yeah. they're all inspirations of each other or the one that came before them. I want to use a different argument. Okay, go for um, it. One's got to go, right? Mm-hmm. One's got to go. <laughs> That's gonna be sound really bad, but um, I'm gonna. Oh shit! Um, Just do it. Well, I'm gonna say TLC. You know what? I'm saying the same thing too <laughs> because one of them already went. Oh, okay. That's not my reason. <laughs> and I see you. I see you. I see you. Okay, no, I won't use. That was mean. That was mean. I, I no, I can't say that to left eye. But it's true though. Um, like that doesn't mean like. But why not go with the other two letters? But I would say that was the only girl group for me where, like, I love their music, but they, um, I feel like there's a girl group formula, and the one thing that they didn't really do a great thing at was, like, dancing and choreography, and that's a really important thing for me, and Mm -hmm. delivering a a girl group show, because, like, you do it for the the easy-to-sing songs, and then you go so you, like, can do the, you know, the dance moves with them. Yeah. And everyone else gave me that. TLC didn't. Like, they gave me great Mm. hits. But if one had to go, I would still, um, we would still, it wouldn't vastly change the music. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Um, For a a similar reason, I can can get on board with that reason. That makes sense. Um, But I think their, um, their longevity, like, if we tried to get, Obviously, shout out to Left Eye. She's not here anymore. Uh, but if we tried to get, and they tried to get uh, T-Boz and Chili back together, it's not the same. Um, and it's not like Left Eye was singing. Um, but you try to get any of those, like you bring In Vogue back together, vocals. You bring SWB back together, vocals. You bring um, the latest form of Destiny's Child back together. I don't know about Lativia <laughs> and Old Girl. Um, right? I was like, uh, the other two, the original right. two. You bring Kelly, Michelle, and of course, Queen, the Queen B back together, vocals. So if I'm going on vocal talent, mm-hmm. then TLC has got to go. That a, yeah, that's a really good justification. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're going on vocals, they have to go. Oh my gosh, I totally had another good one, but... That's okay. Yeah. I We're think, running long on time. Yeah, running long on time. I'll save them for some but other I can't ones. believe we agreed on most of those. <laughs> one's got to go. That's yeah. kind of cool. Um, oh, well, the next time we'll do one of the, we'll do this one, because I think I think this oh, one Oh, yeah, you yeah. said that to me. The Ooh. lemonade, wine, coffee, or tea, but we'll save that You might have to ask me that on, like, uh, periodically, because it will change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm here for it. Awesome. Oh,
And we probably have to stop it right here because I don't want to get sued. Yeah, but. I was like, first of all, I didn't even know what that is or what it was. So, um, obviously we're here for um, Boss Ass Bitch and Bitch Ass Boss of the Week. And my first, uh, well, let's talk about the Grammy nominations that came out a couple weeks ago. My first actually goes to Cardi B, who's near and dear to my heart because we live in a world where we always put females up against each other and I don't know why. We care so much about female rappers knocking each other down, but I'm all here about praising. I don't care if Nicki Minaj feels like she's the head bitch and the only head bitch, but I'm here to support all. I'm also here to support those who came from nowhere, um, such as, uh, you know, Bronx and being from a low-income household, going on reality television, and then knowing when enough is enough and leaving it and working on her her craft, her artistry. I also support people who are from the Caribbean because she's half Puerto Rican and half uh, um, black. <laughs> so I, I forgot. Like, uh... I forgot the I forgot the non Latin side to her. It might be Jamaican. I don't know. But anyways, mm. um, she, Cardi B, out of nowhere, came out with two Grammy nominations for this very successful year that she had for coming out with Bodak Yellow. I've been following Cardi since, you know, her time on Love and Hip Hop. She has two mixtapes, and they've always been really good. But the fact that she's new, she hasn't even dropped her album yet and has already gotten two Grammy nominations is very impressive. Um, I don't even think... Let me see. I'm going to look it up to see if Nicki Minaj has any Grammy nominations or awards. She's never won one, but she's definitely gotten nominations, yes. But anyways... I'm just really proud of her. Um, Just in general, if you haven't looked up the Grammy nominations, it is very black and very woke. Um, For the big four, top uh, uh, best album, best record of the year, song of the year, sorry, album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, and best new artist. Those are the big four. And um, most of the people who got uh, nominated for the big four, Jay-Z, he's the top contender for most awards. I think he got eight or nine nominations for 444. Um, we also have Kendrick Lamar for um, Humble, and then um, the oh Bruno Mars, which I can never be mad at because he plays a good game. Mm. Is the most probably likable black man. I I can't. He's black, right? Or does he not? look like Ida B. Wells uh, as well? You know what? I'm just remembering stop. that meet the picture. So I was like. Oh, the one with like it's Ida B. Wells, right? Wait, I need to look up a picture of Ida B. Wells. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, they do look alike. Okay, um, I was like, yeah, that's they kinfolk. So that's cool. Anyways, um, so that that's really good. And then Despacito, um, which is unfortunately was endorsed by Justin Bieber, and I wonder if it would have the same acclaim if it didn't have Justin Bieber's name on it. But anyways, um, very black, very excited, very woke. Um, we'll see how everyone does, but the, uh, pop is not really a huge focus in a lot of the uh, nom- nominated, uh, a lot of the categories, like white pop. It's very R&B and hip-hop focused, which is okay. awesome. Nice. And like the general categories. Next up, um, oh, so I guess my boss goes to Cardi B and okay. the, the Academy for being really woke. Um, the next is the Golden Globe nominations came out a couple weeks ago. And um, I'm a big TV person, 
And I felt like I watched a good amount of movies this year, but um, this year, in terms of Golden Globes, I don't know a single fucking movie that was nominated. <laughs> it's just one of those years where... I don't, know, I don't know if you can empathize with this, but, like, there are some years in the Oscar and Golden Globes where it's a lot of, like, the heavy hitter, big uh, mainstream movies, and you can at least identify a couple. Maybe you've even seen some, but you at least recognize the names. Here, it's just a lot of those, like, obscure indie, like, probably didn't even hit theaters yet, <laughs> like, kind of nominations. Very white. Oh, um, like, I don't know any of... I don't go to the movies very much, <laughs> so I'm like... So, you like, I... Uh, Dunkirk is the one that I recognize as a nomination. I don't know what that means. But that's it. But let's talk about the TV yeah. nominations. Yeah, I was like, what are the other nominations for the movies? Um, so, Blackish got nominated again for Best Duh. Comedy. Um, because Tracy Ellis Ross next <laughs> right uh, Big Little Lies which was oh, I don't know if you shit, watched it oh shit they're coming it. back for a second season did they yes they are coming back for okay, a second season it was only one book so I now, know it's coming back for a second season alright because I know they went back and forth I don't know if I like it just did had such a good oh of course oh, okay it had such like, good closure and there was an open ended yeah ending I don't know sometimes I just like the idea of just leave things alone yeah but I, they have a, they have big shoes to fill yeah. for a second season. Well, is it going to be the same ones, like um, the same actresses? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm here for Reese Witherspoon in this role, mm-hmm. and also Zoe um, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. What's the other one? The tall Nicole Kidman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't particularly. I don't know that I've seen anything else that she's been in. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I was like, girl, if you don't get it, to, like I was talking to the TV. But I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah, rest. and then also I really like. Uh, uh, Shailene Wood, Woods? Shale- Woodley? Shailene Woodley? I don't know. The one who had yeah. the little boy in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, other really highlights from nominations of... Uh, Will and Grace also got nominated for Best TV Comedy Series. So it's Blackish, Master of None, Will and Grace, Smilf, which is a new sh- show that Smilf. just started on Showtime. Um, like Small Milk? Uh, it, the idea of it is like this young mom... Um, navigating oh. her like love life and so, oh. but she's like in her late twenties, so like hmm. I heard it's good. It's a comedy, and then the Marvel, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know that one, but what's funny about Will and Grace is like it already got renewed for a second season. Obviously, one of the best you know sitcoms of the nineties and two thousands. And have you watched any of Will and Grace? I've the seen two s- episodes, and it's cute. Yeah, they it's, were kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I still think the original is funnier. Yeah, but I didn't think it was like Golden Globe. I like it's a reboot. Like, yeah, no, I didn't think it was Golden Globe worthy. I didn't think so either. Yeah, whatever um, Golden Globe worthy means. But Sterling yeah. K. Brown, best performance by an actor in a television series, Duh. got nominated. Great. Um, uh, let's see other people to highlight. Issa Rae got another Golden Globe nomination for best performance for by an actress in a television series. And um, last year she was up against like Carrie Washington, Viola Davis, like some like heavy hitter black yeah. woman. Um, and that was the year that um, I think. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross won. So okay. I think I was okay with Issa not oh, winning. Right? Because I was like, come on, it's Tracy Ellis Ross. I feel Ross. like uh, uh, um, Issa Rae was okay with Issa Rae not winning. Right. So, but she's up against all these white women in this category this year, who I don't know. Um, so, and then what's funny about Big Little Lies for best performance by an actress in a limited series, it's Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, 
um, Jessica Lange, Susan Sarandon, and Jessica Biel. I'm not here for Susan Sarandon right now. Oh, what did she do? She is, I think she may be like, um, I'll have to look. Keep talking, but I, okay. there's Susan Sarandon right now is problematic. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are the highlights. Um, sorry, that went a little long. Um, but look it up. We'll put the links in the bio, in the episode description. And then my last, um, my last one, oh, my third, second to last one, Issa Rae. Shout out to her mm-hmm. because, oh my gosh, I am so excited. But you, as you know, Issa Rae executive produces, writes, and is a lead actress in Insecure. But she just got not one, but two shows greenlighted and picked up by HBO. Um, and I need to uh, look up the titles of the shows. One is more of a comedy. And it is fo- um, focusing around, um, the central character is about a bisexual black male. Have you heard the, the, um, her podcast? No. Um, it's called Fruit? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that okay. one. Shout yes. out to Fruit, because I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be part of that story, because that podcast... It's, it, has, it has similar yeah. themes, right? Yeah. Um, and what I love about this is, first of all, there were so many people attacking the Insecure show because there was no like major LGBT characters on it. I'm just like, slow your roll. Not everything has to be for everybody. This show yeah. just came out, and there, there's more seasons to come. Yeah. And Issa said... You know, we're you know we're still working yeah. on the show. Like it's not like it's um, important, not important. Yeah. Aren't there two? Um, somebody's brother. Oh right, Issa's brother. Issa's brother. And then the guy that Molly dated right. in season one. But this, uh, right? Okay, so I'm like, are we? I don't know. Okay. I don't understand okay. the criticism either. But uh, before we even met Issa's uh, brother, that mm-hmm. was prevalent. And then yeah. Issa's brother came out. And they're like, oh okay, well this will do. Um, but I think they want to see more gay storylines on the show. But mm-hmm. for me, being a gay person, I don't. It's not important to me. I get everything else I need from that show. Yeah. And there's other shows to give me what I need yeah. in terms of like people of color, LGBT. Yeah. Well, if we were looking for a black gay show, I'm like Noah's Ark went off a minute ago, so uh, we would just not be watching TV if that was the case. Right. So the name of this show is called Him or Her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I love about this too, and um, apparently, the the straight black female community is criticizing this show. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, and I understand why. I've had many black friends, female friends, tell me about uh, they they are probably at the top of the list of non believers of male bisexual male bisexuality, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. because um, they have experienced a lot of. Um, just people lying and using that as a way to like dabble in both and um the dl community and the black community is such a deep threaded complicated Mm -hmm. topic yeah and it comes up a lot in straight relationships in the black community and so i think before the show even comes out people are criticizing it based on their personal experiences but this show could actually give the validation and education on bisexuality that people need yeah and a platform for people to talk about it because you know we tend to as a society and as human beings like push away the things that are fear fearful to us or like lump everything into a negative if we don't know about it so if i don't have like or if we've been hurt by it rather than trying to understand so i'm not surprised that people are like trying to shit on it before it even comes out so Mm -hmm. 
So um, him or her, and then the other show is called uh, Sweet Life, and I just thought of the mm. um, Frank Ocean song, Sweet Life. I think that is part of, uh, some people are saying that's part of why it's titled that. Oh. Um, because he talks about like some of the like richer black neighborhoods in the LA area. So favorite. yeah, so okay. it takes, and he references the Black Beverly Hills in okay. the song, Sweet Life, yeah. So this takes uh, Baldwin, Baldwin Hills, right? There's Baldwin Hills. Baldwin Hills. Um, so think of this as like the black version of 90210 mm-hmm. um, is what people are comparing it to. It takes place in the early 90s. Specifically, Issa wants it to, uh, wants the LA race riots and um, Rodney King mm. murder to mm-hmm. be the political thing that surrounds that show. Um, and yeah, just black people in their like late 20s, early 30s, you know, early 30s, similar age group as Insecure, but different time period and maybe different income bracket. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which we don't often get to see aside from like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right. And I don't know if this is pushing more drama or comedy. I'm thinking more drama because mm-hmm. 90210 was yeah. basically a soap opera. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to have that element. But like she like for me, Issa, next Shonda Rhimes, like all these uh, shows duh. that are getting greenlit, like one after the other. Like she has like made a name for herself. People trust her. She has a huge backing. And she's giving so much work to the black community, just like Shonda is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, boss to Issa. Sweet. Good bosses, I can agree. Although I don't know about a lot of the Grammy or Golden Globe things. <laughs> Shout out to them. Um, I had fun. I was going to say, they're going to have fun. <laughs> um, any others before I dive? No, that is it. A, a that is shallow it. Dive. Um, so since the last time we recorded, um, I've got a few... Um, so one, uh, in no particular order, goes out to Sharon Reed, who is a news anchor. Um, I can't think of what neighborhood. I'm trying to think of what, what city this is in. Atlanta, um, I think. Um, she is a news anchor for a local news station there. Um, and she uh, received, a, I think, an email, if not a comment on their social media. Oh, it was an email from Kathy Ray. Um, Kathy Ray 1962 at gmail.com. Um, is her email? I'm just reading from the Huffington <laughs> okay. Post article, um, in which Kathy Ray called Sharon Reed um, a nigger. So um, in the email, and they shared that on the air. And this was um, one of the most professional clapbacks I have seen um, on air ever um, by uh, anybody. So. She did the like classic, like I'm gonna clap my hands, look directly into the camera, and say Kathy Ray's name like seven times, and it was just such an example of um, the things that um, women of color, primarily Black women, because I'm gonna speak from the experience that I, I walk in the world with, um, have to deal with in terms of people questioning them, calling them names to their face or behind their back. Um, and us not being able to kind of respond and as authentic as a way as we might want to, um, because we are professionals and because we're not we're not able to say the things that maybe are deep down, maybe or maybe not. Um, but there are oftentimes you want to say things and you can't say them because you're like, I value stability, I value my job, I value having you know a place in this world that affords me the ability to do X, Y, and Z. Um, but we'll put the I'll have uh, make sure that we put the article in there. But it is the best clapback because she looks right into the camera does like the prayer hands and points at the camera <laughs> six or seven times while saying kathy ray 
I'm not gonna clap back at you because I'm a professional. Um, and it was just, it was so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Sharon Reed for that. Um, uh, so that was a boss. I'm a maybe interchange between bitch and boss. Um, bitch to, let's see, what is his name? John Sh- Sh- Schnatter, we'll say that. He's the founder of Papa John's. He's stepping down as the CEO in the wake of the controversial comments he made last week, uh, last month about the NFL's handling of anthems. This is from uh, an NPR article, uh, National Public Radio, Inc. Um, And so he is deciding to step down if he made, and I can't even remember the exact words that he commented on or said with regard to, um, and Papa John's is a big sponsor of the NFL. So Papa John's is in a lot of um, stadiums and and their name is on a lot of things associated with the National Football League. Um, but he has decided to step down based on the pressure and like low sales from people. Um, the other thing is he's, this is not the first time he has stepped back after saying something controversial. He stepped back in like 2005 for about three years and then came back as the co-CEO in 2008. Hmm. So this is not his first time being problematic. And part of the problematic piece of this is that he, um, there were a lot of, um, white supremacist, white supremacists and white nationalists who were aligning themselves with Papa John's based on what this now former CEO said about a month ago, so November 2017, with regard to um, players kneeling for the national anthem. And so he was trying Mm. really hard to disassociate himself from um, the white nationalists and white supremacists who outwardly were caping for Papa John's in response to what he said. So he's trying to distance himself, and I think this is a way for him in his mind to try to distance himself. I wouldn't be surprised if like in a few years he resurfaces and comes back to be the CEO or co-CEO. But um, yeah, so bitch to him for um, saying what he said and then thinking that I'm just going to step aside. He's not going to step really off of the thing because his name is on it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can appreciate that the public has spoken and that he is paying attention and that um, the sales are suffering as a result of like um, your shitty politics. So there's that. Um, and that and came bad out tasting very... pizza. Ugh. Yeah. Nobody wants sweet pizza. Um, and then shout out to, I know Paul started at the beginning of the episode with um, Angela Rye, but shout out to, this is just ah. a, a general <laughs> shout out to April Ryan for first of all, um, putting up and enduring with the shit that she has to endure. Um, but there were a few things that happened. One that she was, um, seemingly intentionally not invited to the white house Christmas party. And she was like, I wasn't going to go anyway if I was invited. Um, which I was like classic because, uh, I certainly try not to go to things that I don't want to go to and that I would not want to align myself with. Um, and then there was another, this like pseudo like weird beef thing, um, that she had with uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders around like, and I still don't think that Sarah Huckabee Sanders made the pie um, that she was talking about. This mm-hmm. was around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and then they had some sort of like public video that went out of them talking about the pie and whatever. And uh, April was still like, I didn't see you mixing the pie. Like I saw the ingredients and then I saw it in the oven. Like, <laughs> like this, these, where's the process? I still want to see the video. 
Um, I still don't think she made the pie. And I still, like, if she did make the pie, I'm glad that Rachel, I, not Rachel, um, I'm sorry, uh, April did not eat the pie. Uh, she knows better. <laughs> don't eat the pie. Mm-mm. Did we not see the help? Don't eat the shit pie. <laughs> so um, shout out for April Ryan to always for always being real and being the consummate professional in this. So um, love her. Shout out to her. Um, let's see. And then... Let's see. I think I have a general. Um, it's neither head bitch or head boss, but I am. Uh, I don't want to say acknowledgement because I don't even mean that. Um, I am hoping that lots of people in this country um, are um, going to take some time to be reflective over this holiday season and start to figure out the things that matter. So maybe it's a bitch, but I don't know. Maybe it's a boss. Um, to start to think about the things that matter in life and to be willing to let go of the things that they don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Um, because some ca- some outcomes are already set. Like if things are in your past, um, it behooves a person to start to move th- towards those things and move towards leaving them behind and think of the bright future that you have as opposed to staying and wallowing in that and um, making life miserable for people. Um, so I would hope that... Uh, Anybody who's listening to this, if you hate listen, number one, thank you for being a listener um, and for getting us the ratings and the numbers, um, or if you love the show. But I hope that people in 2017 are willing to start paying attention to themselves and the things that they need to do to propel forward rather than choosing to live actively in the past and not being able to let go things and taking some responsibility for the things that they have been a part of or taken a part of. Um, and then working hard to move on because I know that life can be tough, but if we choose to stay in the past, that's where we are going to live and that's going to, um, inhibit us from moving forward individually and then collectively. So, um, I don't know, again, I don't know if that's a bitch or a boss, but, um, I have seen that, um, personally and then publicly, um, for folks. And I would hope that people are willing to move forward in their lives. Like sometimes things happen and you can choose whether or not you stay in, um, a situation and, and live in that past and live in that pain and live in that hurt. I'm not saying don't work to heal from it. Um, I'm saying work to heal from it and then figure out how to move forward. So um, I think we were going to also end with like one episode. We're going to try something new for 2018, but we're going to start it now of um, either an episode or an actual full podcast. Um, just giving some shout out love to uh, podcast that we've listened to as we've kind of gotten into this game or over a year mark now. And so want to make sure that we give back to the community that um, has been so helpful for us. Um, so I think we're going to try starting um, now yeah. with a either a brand new podcast or a new episode that we have listened to of a podcast that we love and we think would be awesome for our listeners to chime in to so share the love do you have one yes so i have one um that made my well i won't say how it (laughs) came my way it was a very interesting way (laughs) uh it's called food for thought food with the number four and the let uh thought spelled (laughs) t-h-o-t i was like i see a bunch of asses (laughs) on the screen right now And it is a, most of the podcasts I listen to um, don't really are focused towards like, I guess, my black identity. Okay. Um, and I don't really listen to anything that really talks specifically about 
how I live as a gay person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really took interest to this one. I'm just going to read the description. It's a multiracial mix of queer writers talk about sex, relationships, race, identity, what we like to read, and who we like to read. It's not just about food. Um, We we just... Uh, we just really like the pun. <laughs> Food for thought. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, the multiracial is very important to me. They all live in New York. Um, and the most recent episode uh, we talked about was, uh, that they talked about was adulting. And um, how adulting means something very different in the gay community. Like when you pass this threshold of adulthood because of our, maybe our, um, uh, gay people don't fit into that box of, you know, I'm gonna get married at 27 and then raise a kid at 33 mm-hmm. and have the White House pick the fence every, you know, every holiday we go to our parents. Like, so we kind of talk about that. They talked about that, and I thought that was a great episode. Mm-hmm. So, food for thought. Awesome. Um, and I've talked about this one before. Um, my Lee Teal's podcast um, off of the My Taught You, like kind of, that's kind of her brand. Um, and I will read her little description and tell you which episode got my life all the way together. Um, she says, I am an entrepreneur and currently running curlbox.com, which is a, a subscription service for um, black hair care products. She says, I share my insights, things I've learned along the way in hopes to teach you the things I had to learn the hard way. Um, and I am going to shout out her episode, specifically the December 11th episode. Um, that's her most recent one. It's things to leave in 2017. And when I say she got my whole life together, I mean, she got, she got me together. I'm, I was talking back to the podcast while I was running. I've listened to it three times. I've shared it with a few people. Um, it's just these real, these real life lessons that she's learned and she's trying to get people to not learn them the hard way. Like she says in her bio, the way that she did. So Shout out to my leak. Um, I am a fan. I'm hoping that she um, comes and goes on tour um, in California. I am there. I will find a way. I will hustle some stuff to get there. Um, but I really appreciate the realness in which she approaches life. And it's not all about work, but it's all, it's about getting your life together and like what the hell are you doing and like cutting out the bullshit and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So um, shout out to her. Um, we're gonna have fun at her live <laughs> show when she comes to the bay. Let me speak it into existence. Yes. I can't wait. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, that ends our episode. Yes. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Um, please follow us on all our social media, which is Facebook and Twitter. Uh, please email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, uh, concerns, comments. Tell us what you're doing over the holiday break, even. Uh, also, listen to us on our various platforms, which uh, is, of course, SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. And rate us, leave us a review. We're going to sign off. This is the last episode of 2017. Yep. We'll be back in the new year. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye.